there we go. Now that the mic's on, I bet this will go a lot better. Are you there, David? I'm here, brother. How you doing, Brian? All right. I'm doing great. So, well, hey, here we are. This is uh, Forever 11's uh, first foray with uh, Twitter Spaces here. We're super excited to do this. Um, I am Brian Winter. I am the founder of the Forever 11 NFT project. And uh, on with me here is my good friend and senior advisor to our Forever 11 project, David. Thanks for joining us today, David. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you having me and uh, very excited about what uh, Forever 11 is here about to bring to the, uh, you know, not only the, the uh, NFT Web3 community, but the art community as a whole. Uh, it's very exciting stuff. Uh, very, very passionate about, about the project pretty much day one since, since we got together. So glad to be on here and, and kick off this, this uh, continuing trend of, of, of us being on, on, on spaces and Twitter and, and having good uh, conversations and topical points. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and today, ultimately, where I suspect our discussion is headed here is specifically um, – what future projects will need to succeed specifically what future nft projects will have to do um to be successful but before we can just jump into that um you know it's probably worth actually going back a little bit and maybe just kind of addressing a little bit about what we've seen already changing in this space um kind of talk maybe a little bit about where we're at today and then maybe even start talking about some of the other cool things that we're seeing out there that other projects are doing that that you know ba based on what we're seeing we feel like it, uh, it really has a great chance of being successful and 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 um making nfts just as an industry even more relevant than they already are but um david i'm going to actually just you and I, in our private conversations, you have shared some kind of really cool and exciting things that have come across your path um, in the past few months. And uh, so I'm just going to leave it right there and let you pick that up and see where you want to go with that. And if there's anything cool you want to talk about that you've seen, well, why don't we just start there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot has been going on in the last 20, what, two years, I would say, uh, to kind of keep it into a, a very tight spectrum of, of reference of what we're talking about. You know, in, in those last 24 months, we've seen a ton of, of advances and changes in, in philosophy and, and approach and understanding of, you know, one, what is the tech that we're building on? And two, how do we integrate that into what we already know? You know, for example, web who fundamentals, uh, whether that be branding or marketing or, or consumer usage, uh, how do we make it relevant? Some some people refer to it as you have to ask your why first before, you know, proceeding to build out something as opposed to just, you know, making up use cases that are unnecessary. Um, we've seen it all. Obviously, we've, we've gone through the PSP movement that was really more about just collectively having fun with the process of seeing what the capabilities were. 
you know, kind of checking out what's under the engine and then mm-hmm. giving it a surface level type of um, aesthetic to it, to where we were able to kind of try to bridge the gap between a technology that we're brand new to and having some sort of identifiable use for it. Uh, and, and in some instances, that was simply just a, you know, a profile picture, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And um, where we pivoted from that was saying, okay, well, profile pictures are cool. What can we add to it that has some sort of substance or, or level of depth? For example, lore, backstory, some sort of uh, engaging experience that we can we can attach to it, which people would later refer to as a utility, uh, and, and say, hey, you know what, now you have more reason to be invested in this project on, on a more uh, sentimental, you know, emotional level, which is good because now, you know, it, it, it adds from a marketing standpoint, it adds to retention. And then it evolved into community and the community has been the one that has probably stayed around the longest in terms of ethos and ideologies on what to make a center, kind of the center point of any project that is, you know, NFT, you know, is founded on the NFT tech. Um, fast forwarding to where we're at right now on this Twitter space, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of, I've seen more than, than not, you know, bad, bad examples, bad projects, bad use cases, people with bad intentions or whatnot. But it's the ones that, that had good intentions that were built on, on sweat and blood and, and the backbones of community and, and, and great, great intentions and motives that stick out. Uh, and I've had a, I've had a pleasure of, of, of witnessing that, being a part of some of them right now. Um, you know, I enjoy a few seats uh, as, 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 a, as an advisor, whether it be a, a special advisor or, or marketing advisor. Web3 Texas, for one of them, is something that I'm very proud of and what Nick, Nick is doing down there. Uh, and now he's trying to take that nationally. Um, obviously, Forever 11, uh, you know, I'm doing stuff right now with uh, the sports sector. As far as, you know, these, all these industries and, and markets that are crossing paths now with, with blockchain tech and Web3. Um, specifically, you know, stuff with the NBA, um, working on, on a boxing project that's going to be massive. Um, outside of the, in the spirit of staying, staying outside of the, 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 the typical lanes of, of PFPs or whatnot, uh, ENS domains is something that, that I've, I've had the pleasure of, of mm-hmm. collaborating with and being an advisor for ENS Labs. Um, what else? What else? What else? You know, DAOs, working on a major DAO project right now, and that's that's kind of coming to age now where, you know, people explored it, they tried it. Um, they're trying to figure out right now how to how to keep the, the ideology of it um, as authentic as possible. But the problem is, is that Web 2 or actually, you know, the legalities of a lot of things as we're seeing right now with, with the SEC and, and Coinbase and Binance, it hasn't caught up yet. And right. the DAO space is, is experiencing that right now because, you know, half of your DAO community is pure, they're purists, Web 3 all the way, and they want no safety nets. 
they want no legal rappers, you know? And mm -hmm. the other half is like, hey, you know what? We've got this tech. Um, we can foresee there being issues in 24 months. Let's kind of merge what we know about Web2 that can kind of help, you know, mitigate risk with this new unexplored tech. And, and let's blend the two, the best of both worlds. So we're yeah. seeing that right now. We're going to see more DAOs. I can assure you we're going to see more more DAO models. Uh, it's going to just be interesting to see how it is that it evolves and in, in, in trying to stay as pure as possible. It's really no different than if you start getting into like the, um, the philosophical kind of viewpoints on, you know, democracy and at what point does democracy no longer remain pure as it's written, say, on paper, but when you're actually trying to implement it and enforce it and the difficulties and the complexities that come with that as you expand as a group and there's more and more people, you know, that's when human nature tends to cut corners all in mm -hmm. the name of, of, of the better good. So it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, the DAO sector explode. Um, NFTs, music, art, literature, I'm seeing all those come up. And when I say art, you know, I mean actual art from actual artists. Um, those, those three are really going to be coming up in the next, you know, six to 12 months alone. I'm seeing more and more people get involved. Um, and I guess the biggest takeaway that I can say, and I'll hand, I'll hand over the, the mic back to you to see, if, you know, what kind of feedback you can give me on what I said. But, you know, it's, it's less and less about the actual tech and really more and more about what, you know, what it is that, that can be accomplished with it and, and why it's worth anyone's time. So Reddit was able to kind of accomplish that and uh, everybody's paying attention. And it's, again, it's, 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 it's less about the novelty and the shininess of the tech and it's really about the application of it and, and how that advances our our life, either, you know, fundamentally with value or, or simply just with adding more entertainment or, or luxury to it, you know? Sure, sure, yeah. Well, you know, and, and thank you for that. That was, um, you did a, an amazing job of really kind of succinctly summarizing, as you said, like a couple of years of, you know, like some craziness in this, like new space around you know nfts and just web3 in general and as you were talking what it what was striking me was you know we often we have the phrase uh, uh history repeats itself right and as you were talking what was striking me was rewinding the clock like i don't know say like you know 25 plus years when the internet, the World Wide Web, I'm sorry, I don't even know if we called it the internet, I think we called it the World Wide Web, was just kind of coming into play and, you know, we could first kind of start getting online. And I remember my very first experience was I ended up at uh, Papa John's website, the pizza company, National Pizza Chain. Right, and right. I was like, oh, wow, like, this is really cool. Like, they, they had this picture of this beautiful pizza that I think probably took like 17 seconds to actually load on my screen. Um, and, and once I was able to kind of click around the, the site, I was like, so, okay, here's the pizza menu and here's like the, some coupons and a telephone number I, I can call. And I distinctly remember thinking, um, I don't get it because I have this flyer sitting in the drawer in my kitchen 
that literally has all of this information. And if I was going to call and order a pizza, I'd go to the kitchen drawer, I'd open it up, I'd pull it out, grab my phone, and I'd call, I'd order my pizza to be done. Nowhere would I think, oh, I think I'd like to order a pizza. You know what? Let me, you know, uh, get my modem dialed up and wait for this website to look. So my, my <laughs> point in this long explanation is in its early infant stages, it was this technology that, I mean, we, I don't think any of us can comprehend not having, you know, an interconnected digital world through, you know, what we call uh, the internet, right? Um, and, and surely everything crypto, Web3, NFT, whatever, like those are just, you know, extensions and, and to, to a degree. So, but in those early stages, it was easy to look at a technology and go, I don't get it. Where, what is this? Where is it going? And when you were talking about, you know, NFTs specifically in the context of PFP, that's exactly what was triggering that thought of like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I've got this, you know, NFT is a profile picture. Is that all like, is this, is this it? Is this the end of the road? Is this all we can do with this? And the answer is clearly, at least from where I sit, and I know where you sit, David, like, no, absolutely not. There's so much amazing um, untapped potential just with blockchain itself, just as a base level technology upon which we're building all of these other things. It, it, it's, it's only the beginning, right? And I, 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 sh I went through that long explanation because I think it's really important for all of us to remember, you know, most of us have lived through developing technologies like that, even things like the iPhone and stuff as well. You know, we could make a similar case, but um, that sometimes we just need to be a little bit patient to let the technology develop both from a technological standpoint, but then, you know, you were also talking or touching on uh, kind of the legal governmental aspects, because that's a lot of what we're seeing uh, right now, like in the, in, in the crypto world with Binance and Coinbase. And um, I mean, let me just focus on Coinbase for a hot second. Right. At least my personal opinion, I think here's a group of guys that we're like, we're not trying to be deceitful. We're not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. You know what? We're just trying to build an honest exchange that so people can have a, a, a very fluid, easy and fluid way to access cryptocurrency. And yet now they're finding themselves under the microscope of the SEC basically being you know, criticized as, you know what, you're violating all of these security violations. Well, forget what the technical letter of the law says. Really what this is about is it's new. We don't know how to define this. And thankfully, there are people like the, the founders of Coinbase that are willing to be pioneers and go out and build something, but yet they're really tasked with building something in a space where the rules haven't been defined. And now they find themselves maybe potentially, you know, 
being uh, uh, well, I don't know, victims is the word, but 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 being put in a place of being accused of wrongdoing when you know I'm I'm not obviously within the organization, so I would have no way of knowing you know what things could have been done differently or whatever. But my, my initial gut feel is. Uh, it's just the wild, wild west, and the, the the rules haven't been established, and so it's hard to know, you know, how to how to build stuff, right? But no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Brian Armstrong, uh, particularly or stemming from, you know, the the way that that mass uh, uh, firing or, or laying off had happened um, a while back. And how he kind of doubled down on, on, on how he did it. Um, but I will say this, Coinbase was actively, for several years, I think dating back to 2017, if not earlier, you know, checking in with the SEC. And mm-hmm. from, from, from my understanding, they were always being told that things were, for lack of a better term, okay. Um, given this sort of false sense of... of uh, of permission, I guess, or a green light to proceed accordingly. But the problem is, in the meantime, SEC is taking their time to kind of catch up and figure out what laws need to be invented or interpreted in order to accommodate, I guess, the existence of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that's going on. And, and now, obviously, uh, you know, Coinbase is, is, is going to pay some, some heavy fines, which is really, I guess, what this is all about. Um and then from there, the precedence will be set as to how it is that exchanges and or marketplaces rather, and as well can 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 act. And then obviously how um, projects are going to be able to tokenize things, and you know the wording and the description and what can be yeah. said and not said at that point will will then be available for everyone. I guess take a look at. I'm hoping sooner than later, because you know. Uh, the, the the speed of advancement in in, in technology and 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 innovation is, is certainly something that can be contained in, 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 a, in a glass jar for the rule makers to catch up and then decide, hey, you know what, okay, this is how we want to do this. So I get it. It's a, it's a delicate balance. But, yeah, I'm certainly not appreciative of how that's, that's been unfolding. So when you know, we've got a siren here. Hang on. Uh, no worries. All right, cool. Great timing on my community's part, but hopefully they're okay. Um, so let's, speaking of innovation, let's uh, let's kind of make a little correct uh, course uh, uh, change here. And let's talk about the title of today's space was what future projects need to succeed. So, you know, if uh, I'm sure there's people out there that are getting ready, maybe they, they, they want to start an NFT collection, they want to participate in this space, um, but let's suffice it to say, I think we could start the conversation at, if you're going to have a successful NFT project, you're going to need, it's going to need to be more than cool looking PFPs, right? So David, what do you, what are you seeing either that, uh, if there's any projects in specific that you can think of that are maybe doing something cool or even just generically, do you have any thoughts on kind of what is the next level for NFTs and where do where does this industry need to go? 
Um, well, the tech itself, I, I want to make sure that we're, we're clear to separate the tech from the actual, because the industries are all the same still. It's the same thing. Uh, it's just that it's being integrated and being powered by different tech uh, in order to reach people in a different way. And it's interesting because less than 1% of the world is, is, is in that space uh, for, for uh, uh, pun intended, I guess, is in that space. But that's where we're all going to build because we, we, we all know how important it is that as a business, as a brand, it's important to be first, if not, you know, in that top three list of, you know, whatever it is, your sector, or your market is. Um, I would if say you're not, if you're not first, kind of, you're last, right? <laughs> yeah, Ricky Bobby, man. If you ain't first, you last. You know what's the point? You know, there, there's no tenth place ribbons or participation ribbons, not anymore. <laughs> I think we're moving past that phase culturally. So, um, what's next in the space is is a wider casted net of integration of of niches and sectors. Uh, people being able to understand uh, that they're going to be able to leverage technology to reach a wider base of audience and consumer. Uh, and what that translates to is monetization. Uh, more and more people are going to be put in a position where they can, they can build their brand, leverage this tech, establish a community, and then, and then monetize it. Uh, I think, you know, even before AI arrived, you know, blockchain tech was already revolutionizing the way that, um, the, the workforce was, was, uh, was going to look, you know, it was already set and destined to change, you know, in the next two to three years, a year ago. And we're seeing that now. AI is actually just advancing that, um, mm -hmm. and, and exponentially advancing that because it's, it's, it's just so volatile and, and, and how, uh, uh, and how it's able to kind of infiltrate a market or an industry and sort of touch and just either build great things or, or destroy things just by coming in contact. So I think EDU, educational content, is something that's going to be highly consumable. Uh, so that's a trend that I think creators will want to get on as well as to make sure that whether they're looking to, you know, kind of create a, a revenue stream for themselves, being able to facilitate the demand for educational content to say, okay, I'm here now. I need to figure out how the heck to use this stuff, how the how the how the heck to leverage it, and and take what I need from it and cut out what I don't to uh, to, to to operate whatever it is that I'm doing at that time in a more efficient manner, and. Um, and I think brands and businesses in themselves need to make sure that they understand that being this early automatically kind of, you know, forces you to need to be able to extend that kind of content, curate that content, uh, and, and, and produce that content because we're so early. It's an obligation. We can't expect no one else is going to do it for us. We need to make sure that we're facilitating that, that onboarding education. And, and making it as, as concise and succinct as possible. So prospective members, community members, users, consumers, clients, whatever it may be, um, 
are not intimidated and can efficiently, you know, get on, get on, get on the train, get on the rocket that everybody eventually will be on mm-hmm. to, to, to get on the blockchain, uh, figure out what Web3 is all about and, and kind of stay ahead of the curve, both from a, a personal and a business aspect. Um, you know, consumers are, are inevitably headed that direction anyways. So why not figure it out for yourself and, and not necessarily rely on, on the behemoths like Amazon or, or Apple to teach you how they want you to get on. You know, now's the time that you can figure out how it is that you're going to leverage this tech and integrate it into your, into your lifestyle or your, or your workforce. Yeah. So you did, you literally, you started out by mentioning, we need to widen this niche, but to do that, I think you came back with, but in order to do that, we need to be able to educate, you know, if we're first in the space, we need to be able to educate others to bring others into the space. Otherwise we're going to be in this uh, echo chamber, just talking to each other and hoping that maybe some others are motivated enough to stumble into the space on their own. Yeah, exactly. Because if we, if we wait for the consumer or the viewer or the community member to find us and join us, we're only going to be limited to the existing ecosystem that's out there. And that is what sustained, you know, the, the, uh, the industry, the sector for the last two, two and a half years. But once everyone's tapped out from a fiduciary aspect or from an emotional aspect or from an innovative aspect, which we've achieved all those three. Everyone's tapped out internally from those original, you know, uh, uh, DGENs. We're all out there and barely getting on and figuring this out. Everybody's tapped out, you know, emotionally. Everybody's tapped out from their wallets, you know, unless you're the few Mm -hmm. that, when I mean wallet, I mean digital wallet. I mean, the, Mm -hmm. the, the days of playing fast and loose with your Ethereum are kind of behind us. Um, and then from an innovative aspect, I think all the low-hanging fruit in terms of concepts and ideas and, 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 and project models, those have already been plucked. Now it's time for the true creatives and, and the true builders, uh, the, two, the true strategists and those higher-tier, higher-shelf-level minds to come in and say, okay, Now we're going to take this to the next level. All the low-hanging fruit has already been plucked. Now we're going to really make the best use cases of of this tech. And uh, that's what I expect to see moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the the luxury of if you build it, they will come is kind of evaporating. So, or maybe has evaporated. Now it's we need to build these new innovative projects, but then we need to be forthright and, and, and also make sure that we're not just building the project, but we're building the appropriate on-ramps to get and, and have, have the, the skids greased so we can bring in new people in, into this space. I think. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we've got to show value. Oh, I hate that the word's been so overused, but it's true. We've got to show value. What, what, what is in it? You know, it, we, we've got to be able to be quick with what the end user has to get from this. And, and the more efficient we are in explaining that and saying, look, we know your time is valuable. 
um, you know, we know that at, at, at the end of the day, anything that you're giving either your attention to or your hard-earned money to, there has to be something that's transactional that makes this beneficial to you, whether, whether it's tangible or intangible, you know, whether it's a micro or macro type conversion. Um, a project needs to be able to say, look, this is what you're giving and this is what you're getting. And, you know, it, it's the projects that are able to best convey that and that genuinely have that substance behind it to say, look, this is a no-brainer exchange. You know, this is a, this is a, um, a slam dunk as to why it is that, you know, you should be able to participate here, provide your time, or, you know, make a, an investment of, of your finances for what you're getting. And it's those projects that, A, naturally offer that, and B, can quickly convey that that are really going to have no problem finding their place, you know, in their niche. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of time being valuable, um, we're kind of coming up on the end of our time, but, but is there, uh, and, and actually this topic, this has been super fun to talk about and I'm actually realizing what a great opportunity we will have to revisit this again because I think there's so many additional directions that we could take this down that would be super informative and entertaining. But before we go, um, is there anything else that you wanted to get out or share before we uh, wrap things up today? Um, well, I, I know that, you know, users... Twitter users, uh, you know, have their their options available to them as to what spaces to join and and where to allocate whatever free time that they do have. We're all so busy. But what I can say is that check back in month after month, quarter after quarter, and I'm confident that the Forever 11 uh, space and community is, is going to be seen to have exponentially grown with a very specific type of community and I see that as being authentic uh, and I see that as being creative and I see that as being artists. Those three words I would use to, to, to describe the exact type of people that I know that we're going to be able to fill this community with uh, both on and offline and, and both on and outside of Twitter. Um, so that's something that I think is exciting to share with anybody, you know, listening back to this, obviously, retroactively or whatnot. And uh, I look forward to to bringing those people on board and, and, and building out, uh, you know, this art community uh, to, to the highest levels. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so we will work to come up with other great content based on what we're seeing in the space. But this would be a great opportunity if there is anything specific uh, that you in the listening audience want to see addressed, I just invite you to just DM us at uh, Forever 11 NFT and uh, pitch us some topics or ask us some questions. And we can kind of go through those and um, either cover it in uh, a future space or um, maybe uh, it's enough that we could actually build a whole talk about it in and of itself. So yeah, please feel free to uh, reach out to us. But um, David, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Um, I really enjoyed this uh, and I hope our 
our uh, future listening friends will too. And um, man, I'd, I'd just love to have you back on and do this again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it and uh, see you all soon. Thanks again, uh, Brian. And uh... Uh, there we 